Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Welcome in to The Perch, our official postgame show here on the PHNX Cardinals podcast presented by the DraftKings Sportsbook app an official sports betting partner of the NFL. The Cardinals fall to the LA Rams in a big time, prime time letdown, 30 to 23, the final. And the Cardinals have now lost three straight out at State Farm Stadium. And it's this, they've only had two primetime matchups, both of them coming down to the final drive with the Cardinals having a chance to either tie or win the game and both times the Cardinals unable to get this one done. But there were a lot of things that went wrong before that final drive even happened, guys. Look, it was um, an exciting game at the only at the end though. Primarily it looked it looked like the Rams had control of the game. They came in with a better game plan. We got out coached and we got outplayed. Absolutely. I mean we talked about the game plan beforehand. We talked about the bend, not break mentality of the defense, and they definitely broke today when it came to Matthew Stafford and the uh, passing game. Yeah, you know, I just don't know what it is. I think that's like my initial reaction here. I just don't get it. I don't get why they don't seem like the same team most times when they're at home. Frank and I were looking up a stat after Kyler threw his second interception, and we were like, how many times has he done that this season? So we took a look back. He's done it two other times, both of them at home. Vikings and against the Packers, and then now here against the Rams. There's just something about playing at State Farm Stadium where we're just like, you know what, what are they doing? Yeah. Home field always causes distraction. Monday night football, prime time, you need more tickets, you got more people coming to the game, and the pressure of performing on Monday nights or just at home it's not the same. Look, there's a lot of things that happened this week. Woody Baker had a first child. Some other people had situations. Oh, that's with, nothing. Well, I mean, but this is still, these are distractions, little distractions that you find yourself seeming like these things enter in. This is still a young team. They don't know how to win. They're just winning off a lot of talent. They're putting up 30 burgers a bunch of, a bunch, a, 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 against a bunch of teams. On the road, their schedule is so strict that you don't have time for anything. But when you're sure. at home, there's so many more distractions, so many more things that's happening. But and I feel I mean, like those things are still factors. Why when it comes are they just not buying that? No, well, here's the what thing. What more could you possibly have to motivate you to, to focus in on this game? It's, it's, here's the bigger thing is they're going to get to the playoffs that's filled with distractions, right? Like, so there's there's all sorts of pressure. There's all sorts of storylines. If they can't live up to a primetime game on Thursday night or Monday night, then what are they going to do when the playoffs come around? Well, that's the part where you hope you, every game you're learning, every game you're growing. But right now, you're still searching for an answer, and the answer is still the same thing. They're coming up a short at home, and it's not necessarily they're playing bad. Well, Kyler's playing bad at home. Why are you playing bad at home? Because sure. you're, you're giving up two picks on something you don't do. The defense tonight that's literally just got it handed to them today, totally different defense we've seen a couple of weeks before. But guess what? They're, the little things start showing up, like the little the little penalties at the end of the game. Yeah. yeah. Things that start showing up, and you start figuring out what these guys are doing. So, to me – the only thing I always say is that when, you, when you're when it, if you get beat physically, that's one thing, and that happened tonight. We literally got beat physically, right. offensively and defensively. That's that. We got out coached, offensively and defensively. Versus, you know, again that conversation between McVay and Cliff. Well, we saw it tonight. It happened. We did it the first game. They came back with a better game plan and they executed the game plan. But the distractions, the little things that we just don't see that start to show up. 
Kylo didn't look the same, did he? He wasn't crisp. He made a lot of mental errors. Cliff didn't look the same. He made a lot of mental errors. Things that we thought that he just he could have done as a coach that have been different. It didn't happen today. And again, this is that's why I still say this team is young. And when you're at home, this is when those little distractions start to come out. Unfortunately. Well, but- admittedly, I was a little frustrated when we began the post game show. So we are out at the Lola. I want to kind of set the scene for you guys. We had an amazing pregame uh, tailgate. Leading up to the game, had a great time watching it, uh, an unfortunate outcome, but we are still out at the Lola. Everyone out here has been fantastic. Uh, And uh, I'm Jerson Sussell. This is Frank Sanders, Derek Montia. Let's just make sure that we get that out of the way. We're all angry. (laughs) Yes, but whatever. Uh, Espo has a question for you, Frank. He's asking, uh, question for Frank, is how sloppy the final drive was on Kyler or Cliff? It was on Kyler. But you just you just kind of so again every every action there's a reaction. What the Rams are doing is that they did exactly what they were supposed to do. They put pressure on the outside ends. They made sure they push they put Kyler on the inside. Right. Because the the Murray magic happens when they get on the outside. So yep. Von Miller every, was especially good at that and, tonight. And tonight the inside, the interior linemen did their part. But it's just sloppy play. It's not as it's not as good as you like to see the fourth down the play where he could have spiked the ball and gave himself a chance. That was on the table. There was bad throws that were just happening that wasn't crisp and clean. This is one of the times you look at these little small things. Why are you taking your helmet? This is stuff that you just look at. Why are you taking your helmet off every time you make something bad? Why Why is it this moment? Why don't you just run to the sideline, take your helmet off, and address these little things there? This is the little stuff I pay attention to that you guys might be like. Wait, it, I, it didn't pay, I, don't even, I didn't pay attention so to it, so I don't know what you're talking every, about. Every time Kyler had a pick, he would un- take his helmet off and then take his helmet take his helmet like off. Like on the field. Then, is on the field, saying. take his hair and then take his, his hair off. Like, why? Like, yeah. This is the little sh- it that shows up that you say, like, that's different. Yeah. Like, that's different. Yeah, just run off the field yeah, and like, deal the field, with it on the sidelines. Side. That's, that's, that's the stuff I look for as a player. So what are you saying? Is that and immaturity or what? I, I'm, that's the stuff that I say, this is why this team looks like. They didn't come to, they didn't come to play. They got out coached. They got out played. And as well, yes, those are the I, I, I say it's on Kyler because he's on the field. Typically, in those situations, the quarterback has control of what he's calling for the most part. The coach calls some plays in, but this is two minute offense. We tend to know what we're running. You got 35 to 48 seconds to make this thing happen, and it just wasn't crisp. It didn't. It did not look good. And I think the pressure that they was creating was allowing him not to see what he normally sees. He didn't have that. He didn't have what he normally has, which is a front that. That, that gives him a wall in front of it. The Rams came and put pressure on him. That was different. They they were the team that we expected to be in week four. They did everything they were supposed to do. Yep. And now we they, we saw our quarterback slightly rattled. And that's just exactly what it was. Aaron, did, Aaron Donald was disrupting their game the whole, plan. Like three, and then, three sacks. And then you have the fact that the Cardinals secondary couldn't do th- anything defensively against what, Cooper you know, Cup. Matthew Stafford and Cooper Cup especially, right? But – you also have to tip your cap to Cooper Cup because he made some amazing catches today, catches that most receivers couldn't potentially make. And it, it was just a tough day at the office. I think, you know, we talked about previously how they kind of gave up on the run game a bit in order to stop Stafford in the in the secondary in the previous matchup. Mm-hmm. Tonight, it didn't seem like they could do much to stop Stafford as far as defensively. I felt like, I mean, I said this pregame. I was like, you know, one of my keys to the game is do what you did in their first meeting, and that was right. take away Cooper Cup. He had, I think, five receptions for 60-something yards, zero touchdowns. They took him away. And I felt like, hey, do that. It worked. Do that again. Okay, you've got OBJ, and you've got your backup running back. And, okay, you know, bend a little bit. Don't break. Use that mindset. But take away Cooper Cup. And they – I wanted to see a double team on him, and we didn't get that, yeah. and it was frustrating to watch. Not at all. He probably got double teamed maybe three times tonight. Cooper Cup, 13 catches for 123 yards, one touchdown. Matthew Stafford, a little bit, a little bit under 300 yards with three touchdowns. Look, that had, touchdown that he, I mean, there was no, I mean, Marco Wilson did the best he possibly he could. He that, really I mean, did. that was an incredible throw and he an incredible did. pass. That's we'll good, give that to that's him. That's good on good. We yeah. just, our good just. Yep. <laughs> Got you that time. I'm good at yeah, look, whatever we it got is. Outgooded. That's a, that's a, well, and OBJ was doing such a good job. He was keeping the defense honest, right? Yes. Like they couldn't double on Cooper Cup because OBJ was was available and he was doing a good job of catching the ball. Like the Rams did everything right tonight. The Cardinals just didn't have an answer for them. It seemed like 
you could blame it on Kyler as far as coming out, but defensively giving up 30 points seems very uncharacteristic of the Cardinals and their defense this season. Uh, if you are watching on Twitter, we would very much appreciate it if you would click our YouTube link, head over to YouTube and watch it there. Uh, it'll help us out a little bit. Nay saying Stafford was just laser focused on Cub all game. That was their main game plan. And you would think, like, you know, you've got one of the best receivers. I mean, Cooper Cup is no schmuck. I mean, he's a fit. He's one of the top receivers in the league. I think he leads the league in receptions. Phenomenal player. Why would and, and what you did taking him away the previous meeting worked? Yeah. I just don't understand. I mean, obviously, it's easy for for us to just kind of sit here and, and pick it apart. You know, while we're not doing anything, but. Um, that to me was just the most frustrating part. Why you would allow one guy to carve up your defense the the whole night? It, it was it was sad to see, knowing what we were capable of capable of doing, and to watch our defense go out and give him up 13 catches. Again, the kid he's amazing. He runs great routes. He's nothing short of amazing as a receiver. He, he, after he catches the ball, he gets upfield and, and makes things happen. Cooper is absolutely deserving of all the accolades he's gotten. He's had over absolutely. 100 catches before he got into the game. Yeah. He has 113 now. The NFL record one for one season is 146 catches held by Thomas over at the Saints. Look, Michael Thomas at the Saints. This is the difference. The system goes through him. Tonight they implemented Sonny, uh, Sonny Michelle, yep. and that running game created the difference. It created balance for his offense, something we hadn't necessarily seen. This is the best game plan out of the last six games I have watched the Rams do. And oh, they the, were great. They, they were, were great they were tonight. Like, and Matthew Stafford looks like the Matthew Stafford they were yes. hoping they were going to get. They didn't put a, they didn't put a whole bunch of pressure on them because the balance of having the running game forces Buda Baker and Thompson to come downhill, which leaves some things opening in that one-on-one scenario. A great game plan. We got out coached physically and mentally. We got outplayed offensively and defensively. And the sad part about it was we had a chance. We put ourselves in a position where we gave ourselves a chance. Of course, you know, Cliff not calling the, the uh, going, going for it on fourth and one with the opportunity with James Conner. Would you take that again? Probably yes, because it's James sure. Conner. Yeah. He's having a great game. He's got two touchdowns. You feel like just one yard you've been able, you could you could get. But, and it didn't go our way. And they got the ball back and made something happen. Yeah, so. James Conner has been consistently able to get two yards plus you know, on a carry, and I, I wouldn't have gone against it, but at the same time, defensively, they got themselves into a hole, and they had no choice but to kind of get desperate on the offensive side of the ball there at the end of the game. You you could blame Kyler because Kyler did not have a, you know, he, he wasn't on point tonight, right? He had two interceptions, could have had three. One was, one was almost gift-wrapped to the defense as far as a third interception goes, but he still balled out and he still did everything he could to keep the game the team in the game it just I think it when you get down to the end of it it really was just too much to overcome and you know again the Cardinals I think have been used to playing uh you know on the other side of things right yeah. all, all year where they're up early and they're basically running the game they're they're dictating the pace of the game and this was not their game to do that. Well, you mentioned James Conner, and if there's been one bright spot in every single game, it seems like this entire season, it is James Conner. And he is, for sure, our DraftKings Sportsbook app king of the game. He had 116 total yards and two touchdowns. He had 13 carries, eight receptions, led the team in receptions. Uh, he has had 16 total touchdowns this year, including 14 rushing TDs. He is on pace to have a potentially a franchise record season and the you know we talked about this team uh being out physical james connor was one guy who played physical all night long he gave it to him he gave it he left everything on the field unfortunately we saw the last couple of plays he seemed like he came up lame a little bit on the second to the last play hopefully he's okay and we, we'll keep him for we'll look forward to he'll get through this week and then we'll get ready for the Detroit lions but truthfully he is the bright spot of what's taking place he looks absolutely healthy he looks like he's physical. He's ready to bring. He's ready to bring the wood every game. And just as a receiver tonight, I was absolutely impressed. Caught balls one-handed, made guys miss, got up the field. I yeah, mean, like just, a, to, just kind of like a deep ball too, like not yeah, even yeah. a little like dig and <laughs> dunk. It was yeah. He looked great tonight. I mean, he he came ready to play. And look, you when you're playing a division opponent, there's always something special about that moment because you know you see him twice a year. It's a rival moment. 
Unfortunately, we didn't come away two and no like we wanted to. We wanted to sweep this sweep, have a sweep in the series versus the Rams this year. It did not happen. We're one and one. We're still top of division. We're still in a good spot. So let's not you know throw the baby out with the, the bad water <laughs> just because it's not at home. We're still a playoff bound team. That's a good note. Yeah. And these are the things that we still can look for. Well, Cheerson and I have talked about this, right? How your point of view changes over the over the course of the season, right? At one point, we would have we would have killed to have this team have 10 wins in a season like they're currently at and we would have been happy to take them making the playoffs when you're actually at this point you want them now to be the best and really what we saw tonight was the Rams stepping up to play the team with the best record in all of the NFL right and really that's kind of when they were undefeated and when they have the best record that's the target that's painted on your back is every team is going to step up to play you well and I think that's exactly what we saw out of the Rams tonight. Before we move on uh, to go along with our DraftKings Sportsbook app king of the game uh, if you do download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now using the code PHNX and bet $1 on any team to score you're going to win $100 in free bets if they do if they score you score again using that promo code PHNX with the DraftKings Sportsbook app an official sports betting partner of the NFL but as always it's 21 and over Arizona only gambling problem call 1-800 next step new customers only eligibility restrictions apply see draftkingcom sportsbook for details and Johnny Venerable is out at State Farm Stadium he is unable to join us live but he is messaging me some notes uh, while Cook Kingsbury is talking right now and he had a tongue-in-cheek kind of response when he was asked about the importance of winning uh, out to get home field advantage since hey they've lost their last three games at State Farm Stadium and he joked as of now, I'd probably want to lose every week to avoid getting that home field advantage. And, I mean, we, co- we can all appreciate his sense too, of humor as well. But hey, this is the biggest thing for me. And it was my final thought of our pregame show was this one should be for the fans. And once again, just a disappointing performance. And I know everyone's saying, you know, oh, you know, there's still a lot of games and they've only lost three games. And so, but, to, but to me... To me, this this stadium behind us, not not not, not Gila that River, River, not, not Gila that River Arena, the stadium that's on the other side of Gila River Arena, it means something to me. When the Cardinals are out there, they should take pride in it. I'm sure that they do, and that means a lot to them to protect their home field. But dang it, they haven't done it, and that is the yeah. biggest thing for me. It, this, that is, I you know what, just everything you just said, I, I agree. Our comment section is loaded with a bunch of uh, our followers and people who have just been a, a blessing to us this entire year. Those who subscribe, those who also, you know, chime in consistently. Look, thank you for that. And you're right; it is for the fans. This would have been a, this would have been a, uh, a, this would have been a great heartfelt win. Yeah. Knowing what, knowing what you had just done versus a division opponent that has owned you. They came in your house. You beat them. You put yourself in in another light, which is they we they want the media attention. The Phoenix fans want the media ch- attention, and they deserve it. And unfortunately, it just didn't happen tonight. Espo made a good point in the comments. He said, was it just me or did A.J. Green have the most frustrating 107-yard game? And that is so true. And like, Jacob it adding even to said. it, Tyler almost threw for 400 yards as well. Right. I mean, a lot of I, – I think Johnny, if he was here, he would say that is like the most empty stat you can get because it doesn't translate necessarily into touchdowns. Sure. And so you could throw the ball all over the field. You could catch passes all over the field and rack up that stat. But at the end of the day, it doesn't necessarily mean anything. Absolutely. Now, both of you guys are right. It, it lets you know they came to play. They had an opportunity. They put themselves in a position to try to give the team a chance to win. It is an empty stat with a loss. Everyone in that locker room right now feels like nothing I did tonight was good enough. Right. If I, if I had De- – DeAndre Hopkins had a, drop the ball, which is like what? Like he dropped the ball. Like, that was his first drop pass yeah. all season long. You get to week 14, it, you haven't dropped a pass, and, and all of a sudden it was could have been for a touchdown. It still almost resulted I in mean, a catch by Christian Kirk. It was so close. But that's the part where you start feeling like, really, like, bro, like this is – that's the part where these little things start – they show up. All these guys will go back and, and work extremely hard to rectify the situation. They'll be honest with themselves in the film, and they'll address those issues with, them, with, with themselves and try to – you know, rectify the moment and get ready for next week. And, and, and that's really all they'll have is to soak this up for two days and then get ready for Tuesday's practice. You'll be there asking the tough questions, and then we'll see exactly. <laughs> that's one way to put it. I yeah, do ask right. questions. I don't know if they're the tough ones. She does. But- 
Well, she asked about Frank's tattoos, but <laughs> Frank, I wanted to ask this. I mean, is it is it realistic to say that like there's still a lot of character building that happens in losses as far as moving forward towards the playoffs? Obviously, this is the Cardinals' final destination is the playoffs and what they can do in the playoffs, but does a loss like this I mean how much more character building do you need you you had a character a character loss that could have totally you could have said that especially with the AJ Green thing against the Packers sure character got it you know we learned something from this the Panthers you sucked you didn't have Kyler There's Murray nothing you we learned from the Panthers well, loss. it was it, don't overlook any opponent that's for dang sure. And, sure and and hey come back next time you're on State Farm Stadium and play better I mean what how many more character losses can you have? I don't think they need any more. We have at least two more potential if but it doesn't stop us from getting I'm just relaxed. Uh-huh. It, does, it doesn't I, I don't want two more. <laughs> I'm saying we have two more potential before we get into the playoffs that still gives us a chance to get our mind set right. This is a team that hasn't won consistently at the end of the year. Yeah, They're figuring out how to do that. They're still figuring out how to win in the late stages of the fourth quarter of the Correct. season. Yeah, yeah. And so, and the coach is still figuring out how to practice the guys, how to get their mind ready. And I like how you said that, by the way, the fourth you know, quarter of the season, it, which it, is very much so like a game where you can be ahead early on, but if you blow that, if you blow it in the fourth, you know you, what I mean? You, you, you're right, not winning you could be, games. You could be SOL if you yeah, right. And this is a moment where your momentum was strong, and then now you have to figure out how to finish these games and finish the fourth quarter. Everyone right now we talked about said, Somebody asked me a question about the Lions. We're playing them next. They got one win. I said, the Lions might be figuring something out on how to win. The first 10 games, could have, they didn't know what to do. And They're how, not could be I, figuring out to be the Arizona right. Cardinals. My God. I'm just saying, but that's the stuff. So, look, it's very frustrating for everyone right now. We didn't expect this considering. I said it earlier in the program. I said Green Bay came in with the same scenario. They had a bunch of guys that was out because of COVID. They had a bunch of situations that would, you felt like this would be an easy win. We thought the same thing about the Rams, but game planning, putting your guys in the best position to attack an opponent that you know is really good, and you found a couple of weaknesses that gave yourself a chance to use your talent. And these guys, look, Cooper Cup, 13 catches. OBJ, a couple of catches. OBJ with a touchdown. And these guys just kept moving the ball defensively. Bring two guys upfield. Don't let Kyler get outside. As much as they tried, he still was able to get outside and make plays. Right. But it, it was a moment where it didn't cost them another 30 points that put them behind. And, and again, they waited for a moment and it happened. So that's just, it's, I didn't expect this. You gonna, I didn't expect this loss, but it is one of those ones that we just got outplayed and outcoached and the, be, and the better team showed up tonight. Hey guys, you got a super chat here from Elon. Uh, Elon here, hold Elon. my hand through this loss. Elon, we are face. here for you. We are here for all of you who are joining us on yeah. YouTube and in the chat. Uh, we appreciate the super chat, Elon, as always. Um, it, it's a tough one. We are we are still kind of wrapping our heads around uh, how this all happened. But, Frank, to your point, I would give a lot of credit to Sean McVay, and I think it tells us something about the Rams locker room because we've, we've given credit to the Cardinals locker room when they've gone through adversity throughout the year saying, man, you know, all, they lost their head coach or they – you know, lost a whole bunch of players, whether it be COVID or injuries or whatever the case is. But they rallied. They didn't. They didn't skip a beat. They they rallied around it and used it as momentum and fuel. Um, and 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 especially in that Browns game. You know, I remember guys saying, "Hey, the more the more losses that we had, and the Rams kind of had a similar week where it was like one loss to COVID, more losses to COVID, more losses to COVID on game day, which was Jalen Ramsey, right? Yeah. And I remember Cardinals, uh, some of the Cardinals after that Browns game, which was the same exact situation. They're like, the more the more people that we heard that we were losing, the more it just motivated us even that much more. And so the Rams had a lot to play for. They didn't want to get swept by the Arizona Cardinals. Right and there were a lot of guys that were still searching for statement wins, Matthew Stafford being one of them. So you got to give credit to to the Rams locker room, to Sean McVay, uh, and, and the way that they showed up despite every all the adversity that they were facing. Well, I said before the game that the Cardinals needed to watch out for the Rams because they were going to play desperate, but they didn't really play desperately. They had a good game plan. It was effective, and it worked against the Cardinals. They just had more to lose as far as this loss than the Cardinals did, right? Like yeah. the well, Cardinals are still their in postseason it. hopes. Exactly, right. right. So yeah. it's like there's they have more on the line, and honestly, they're a team. They've had they've added some key pieces that haven't really immediately turned out to be successful with the team, right? But it's 
additions in the middle of the season. These guys still need to acclimate themselves to the team. They need to learn plays. They need to learn all sorts of stuff. That's still a very dangerous team in the Rams, and they proved it tonight against the Cardinals. Well, let's take a little bit of a breather. Oosa for two seconds here. Uh, we are all wearing some uh, awesome PHNX shirts. Frank and I have our favorite one. I think this is my favorite, I, I, this right? Is mine yeah. Too. Oh, so we've got favorite. the Cardinals standing on the football. You have I, a, I have the gray a, flag one on. A black and gray PHNX. Right. Just kind of generic, goes with anything T-shirt. If you love what you're doing here, you, you want more of it. Uh, you can go ahead and sign up to be a member at gophnx.com. You're going to get a free T-shirt when you do. So we appreciate everybody being here. We support you. You support us uh, here uh, on this post-game show. And, uh, you know, we appreciate all of you guys sincerely. And, uh, again, if you just want kind of just a little bit more from us, all of our written articles, become a member of uh, our, our Discord as well, get to chat with us. You can become a member at gophnx.com and get yourself a free T-shirt. Yeah. All right, Frank, why don't we turn to Frank's turning point in the game? So for you, Frank my did man, not get his tur- his fishbowl, by the way. Oh, so that might have been, been the turning point. Yeah, for real. Well, it would have been a turning point. Um, the fishbowl was sangria, and we, we we're not drinking a, a gallon. Yeah, so we talked about, of wine. Yeah, we talked about you know we're gonna get Frank a fishbowl while we're watching this game because they've got him here. Little did we know, we went to go order one, and it was, yeah, it was sangry. We, right don't, want any, we don't want any Frank would have been naked. <laughs> he would have been fucking <laughs> naked. If we would have won and a sangry had been, that, been, been a splash of pool back then, I think a bunch of the Cardinal fans would have too. Look, my turning point in the game is honestly what we, what happened at the beginning of the, you know, the, the second half. Third quarter, the Rams come out and get two touchdowns. And that I literally yeah, thought, right this is what I thought. I thought we went 13-13 to into the halftime. Look, the last drive of the half of the second quarter – that Kyler Murray put together with 38 seconds to go in the game was absolutely amazing to get us a kick to tie the game to be 13 to 13. Yeah. My turning point is that I thought because we're a home team playing against uh, the Rams and that once they come out the second half, they would not be the same team and that we would take ownership of the second half of the game. It did not happen. They came out and got two touchdowns back to back. Well, unfortunately, Kyler threw a pick, but they came out and got two touchdowns. Uh, yeah, it was that, touchdown, interception, touchdown. touchdown. And that's the part was my turning point. It really was the, – the, the end of the game was exciting, but the turning point of the game was really it could have been put away at that moment because they, we, we came up and gave points at the beginning of the third – at the beginning of the third quarter. Two touchdowns, 14 points. That's hard to overcome. We tried, but it just it – was, it was a lot – it was an uphill battle to overcome that. Yeah, I mean they tied it up incredibly heading into halftime. So it was all it was a it was a whole new ball game in the second half, and yeah. uh, the Rams were the ones that came out with the momentum, and the, and the Cardinals just weren't able to to make a comeback from it. Almost with that final drive, which Johnny just messaged me and said that Kyler uh, admitted on that final uh, final play of the game that the offensive line thought they were supposed to uh, spike the ball. Uh, and says it was a complete miscommunication all around. Yeah, it looked like it. It absolutely looked like it on that last play. Guys were standing. They weren't even blocking. They were just right. standing thinking that the play had been called dead right. in some that, way. That's what's supposed to happen in that moment. I don't know what he was thinking in regards to I can get but a play how, off. But how do we get to this point? That, that, the, against the Packers, it was a complete miscommunication. That was like after a timeout. Why, where are these miscommunications coming from? And how does it be? Again, it was like another thing that should have been like, okay, why would A.J. Green's back be to the ball? What else are you going to be doing? And they had just talked about what they were going to do. Like, it was just some, a mind-boggling thing. And you get into another situation where it was like, well, what else? Everyone, how could you not know that you so were going to spike the ball? I want to hear Coach Cliff say, I told him to spike. I would have been yelling, spike it, spike it, spike it. He should have been yelling in his ear, spike it, spike it, spike it, because you got that window of time to do it, and it did not happen. So, therefore, you know, that's a situation where it just did not go the way we thought it was. I'm, I'm not trying to bring up Bill Belichick here in this kind of situation, but I'm just saying you don't see a Bill Belichick team make that kind of mistake, right? And so that's kind of the difference is we've seen two big, you know, two big games, huge games where – The Cardinals had an opportunity to win it or tie it in both of those drives, and there was not a calm, collective approach to hurrying up the offense and and going downfield. It was kind of chaotic. It was chaotic in the Green Bay game. It was definitely chaotic tonight. 
we have a super chat from Mr. Grimm. After tonight, is Kyler MVP talk over? Personally, Ooh. I don't think it's completely over, but it definitely hurt his chances. I think between him missing a few games there, uh, tonight's performance, I think he would have to have a pretty spectacular finish to the season to to win that award. Uh, you know, we were all talking about this is what this is a big time game that would really bolster his chances of winning, and um, you know, it, it definitely did not help him. He's going to need 400 yards. He's going to need at least three 400 yard games with at least three to four touchdowns in both of those games, in, in at least three or four of those games. If Matthew Stafford keeps on this role, and I know everyone wants him to be, but the conversation is he's the leading go-getter right now. Him and Aaron Rodgers, of course, they got TB in the back, Tom Brady on the back end, but they're not really talking much about him because he's just doing Tom Brady stuff. So Kyler will need to prove, and we need to go on a run where we lose none of these next, these, none of these next game, none of these following games, and he needs to be the leader and dominate with his arm and with his right. leg. That would miss Mr. Grimm, that would put him back in the conversation. But tonight's performance and what Matthew Stafford just did will eliminate him 100%. And you're going to hear the national media continually hey. talk about that because, again, back-to-back, -back, two games in the final final game, and it, and that's the performance. When you have a chance to be the man and you and you turn around, you throw the ball, and it's an Aaron throw, right. and then now it's thir three seconds or five seconds on the clock and you don't know to spike the ball in that window, that is not MVP caliber conversation. That is not leadership quarterback conversation, and that will definitely knock him out with, with, with the media, I believe. Mr. Grimm, this is coming from a guy that has $100 on Kyler MVP from the beginning of the season as MVP. The answer to your question is yes. The Kyler uh, MVP talks are over after tonight. Sorry. I hate to say it. Are you better or what? I, maybe. I never might be a little never. bit I better. I, I but. don't think it's, like, completely over, but I, I mean, yeah. he does, he's coming – between the first thing that hurt him was missing the time, and it, ever since then, I just feel like he's kind of fading from that conversation. Correct, um, I agree with that. Fired up Cheerston is the exact energy all cards fans should She's have. She's angry from tonight. Espo. She's big mad. I don't know. Some some of this shit just pisses me off. Like some of the <laughs> things that are just like head scratching. I, everybody thinks yeah. it's so funny because I said a, a cuss word, but like. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it's your energy. It's like he said. It's not just <laughs> oh the curse my word. God, <laughs> yes. You could say all the curse words. <laughs> it's really the fact that you are as visibly angry as you are. And I think we all feel that, right? Like, this was a frustrating game to watch. And like Frank said, it was that set. With the, the minute we got into the second half, I think that there was a lot of hope or at least belief that they were going to come out of the second half strong. And they, they didn't. They shit the bed in the second half. Can I, you know. Before I came, before I got out of the car in the parking lot, I was talking to a friend, Shanta Butler, and I was telling her, I said, this is what I think the game's going to be. And this is the game plan I thought it was going to happen. Yeah. And I said, I, I, I expect right now we should be past this moment. I like, agree. We, we, should, we should know our opponents enough that this is what you're going to do and Correct. this is how I counter it. Correct. I've always said the growth of the tattoo, the purpose of the tattoo is that he went somewhere with less and won. And this is similar to what McVay did just out coaching his opponent. Do you think the tattoo got to his head a little bit? Maybe. Absolutely not. But if it did, <laughs> I will erase it. It's Frank's fault. <laughs> Cover that shit up now. They didn't even have Jalen Ramsey what can, tonight. What oh can my we God. turn this into? Turn yeah. it into it's, something look, else. The goal is <laughs> it's easy to cover up. Relax. The goal at the end of the day is to have a Lombardi, a Vince Lombardi trophy on the top of Lombardi. it. With yeah. The year that we won it, and Cliff still getting his opportunity to do that. This is still a fire, a really great effing football team. I agree. We're hoping JJ comes back soon. That leadership needs to be there. It needs to be established on this team. That's the little stuff I talk about when I say when you're losing your leaders in that conversation, the little things start creeping in, and you start seeing BS that you saw. And that's just a sad part of watching this game as a player. I know what it takes to do this. And this team is still young enough that they don't know exactly what to do. And Kyler has shown it. And it's just unfortunate. All I'm saying is Ernie said that he was a absolute pro at covering up tattoos. So it, at Top Rocker Tattoo, it, it's not out of the question. Just consider it. Put it file in the back of your head, you know, just in case we need to uh, quickly they, cover that tattoo up. If they lose against the Lions, then we definitely need to have a conversation to, about the tattoo. We need to redo that. Saying, yeah. Jacob saying, you know what would cheer me up? Watching Frank rip shots. I do who? Frank, yeah. they want you to rip some shots. I mean, let's go. I Look. mean, if somebody wants to buy around, I Jacob, suppose. make it happen. Jacob, 
We need shots. Jacob likes to encourage alcohol, but we all know but he's broke. We all know drink, he's broke. No, nah, I mean, he's broke, but he don't <laughs> want to drink it. He's like, cut me off. I don't, like, bro, like, don't encourage. Uh, Mr. Grant with another super chat asking, is it Bill's Coach of the Year award to lose now? I mean, I think it was. I mean, he was at the top, right? Uh, yeah. You know, we talked about it. He surpassed uh, Cliff just this last week uh, for, uh, for odds to win Coach of the Year. And they've gone back and forth in terms of saying, you know, oh, he should win it. Oh, he should win it. But in reality, Bill Belichick right now just – you know, uh, is definitely the front runner, not even close. Hey, Mr. Grimm has brought up two excellent points that we really didn't discuss. We talked about home field advantage. We talked about winning for the fans. We talked about what it means for the playoffs. But two individual awards that was on the table tonight. I I, I brought you, up did, the MVP award at the tonight? pregame. Yeah. Did you? God, uh, Frank, it was on a graphic, I mean. Man. <laughs> you did? Dang it. Mr. Right? Grimm, I feel... <laughs> Grimacy right now. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> However, I still think there's, I apologize. I apologize. I probably was looking at my hands at the time. I'm going to blame it on some other stuff. But <laughs> blame it on the uh, 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 alcohol. But the points are made where you start looking at the individual opportunities that was on the table. And tonight, I think those those two things are literally possibly washed away. It would take, a, it would take something miraculous or amazing for the next four weeks for these guys to get back in the conversation of the running of Coach of the Year as well as MVP candidate. And that, that's it, just, it's sad that it's sad that the season you were having can be determined in this moment based upon it, based upon the performance. And it's just sad. And it feels reactionary to say that they both lost those awards based on one game, but at the same time it's hard. Well they were not, fringe to begin with. Correct. Right. right so yeah, they were exactly. they were They're kind of exactly fighting like to remain were, in right. the conversation. Right. Yeah. Uh, so I tweeted out uh, yesterday that Matthew Stafford has never won a game against a team with 10 or more wins heading into a, the, the matchup. I just thought it was well, an interesting Well, that's stat. over now. I just thought it right. was an interesting stat, okay? I wasn't talking shit to anybody. I'm just saying, like, I was prepping for the game. I was reading an article on NFL.com, and this is what it said. They say it was, like, he wants to get that his pass with the Lions off, like that monkey off of his back and had th thrown that out. He's 0-9 heading into this game. Now he's 1-9 against teams with 10 or more wins. So I tweeted it out. And my my Twitter is blowing up right now oh, with yeah. Rams fans acting like I was trying to troll Matthew Stafford. Like I had just posted a 10-minute rant on how much Matthew Stafford sucked and posted it to Twitter. Look, boys, facts are facts. They facts are facts. Fact. Facts are facts. It was a fact. Matthew Stafford had never won a game prior to this game. I, I will say, I will say, wins. one person quote tweeted, I'm totally fond of people talking shit. One person quote tweeted and said that I need to stick to the kitchen. And that one's like a little bit much. Like, not funny. But really? like, people stick need to, to yeah, people need to just like, just grow up like a touch. Like, it's a fact. If you can't handle the facts, like, get out, get out of the kitchen, right? So, uh, anyway. <laughs> you get out of the kitchen, they idiot. Are, yeah, you get out of the kitchen. Yeah. <laughs> I think that does not work right now. Know, it does totally no, it, it worked out perfectly because I want to know how far, your back. how far that person's mentality is. Yeah. Get out of the kitchen. That's up in the update. Open up a. Um. Excuse me. <laughs> All right, so we mentioned that Johnny is out at State Farm Stadium. I'm going to check in uh, to see if anything else uh, has happened. Uh, Kyler Murray at the podium right now still uh, just finishing up, uh, just basically commenting on um, – oh, this is James Conner now, basically just commenting on Aaron Donald's presence and that he was everywhere. Um, you know, I mean, they, they've, they knew – all along, and they talked about it all week long, about Aaron Donald and, of course, Von Miller. So watch this here. So the effect of having Von Miller changes the narrative where you can't double him. Because the week when we were, in week four, we had it where right. we could double him. And, shots. And, you didn't have out, shots. and you didn't have outside. Let me smell it. It smells fruity. Yeah, it'll work. Is it like a green tea shot? Yeah, sure. But look, just go back real quick. All right, go ahead, finish. That's the purpose of, that's the purpose, that's the, the value of Von Miller. You can't yeah. double Aaron Donald because you know you have somebody right. on the outside that creates that kind of energy and effort that you have. You just you have to go one on one. And then same we're thing at, offensively, we're by at, the way, with OBJ on there, you know, with and, the wide receivers. And so now we're now you start seeing the effect of having talent and guys that can cause that adds to my talent. Yep. And now I realize. And so the guy, the guy tonight, Aaron Donald, 
gets three three sacks. And again, we're trying to go one on one against a guy that's the defensive player of the year for the last two three years, and has been and he had an absolutely fabulous game. But that's the part where you realize that we didn't make the adjustments to him. We tried to just go one on one and, and feel like we had enough we had enough talent on the outside in our receiving core right. that Kyle can get the ball out of his hand. But the pressure of having Vaughn there then brings the point. And you said Vaughn might not Vaughn hasn't had a great game, but it's the idea of having him there that made us go one-on-one, right. and then he ended up exploring. Ex- Absolutely. Exploring I mean, that's we, what we were talking about it. earlier in the season. We had J.J. Watt and Chandler Jones. It's the same kind of concept. Very con- very so here's true. what we're going to do, guys. I'm by, tell- by the way, Jacob in the chat said he didn't want to be that guy, but he also said that third uh, third seed is still a huge step up from where they were last season. And let's be honest, sure. that's, that's kind of how quickly, like we were talking about earlier, our mindset changes, right, where it's like now all of a sudden the third seed, seed seems a bit disappointing considering that they've held that top spot for so long this season. But it is still a big step up from, from last season. Did we – wait, did we say Mr. Grimm's Super Chat? I paid for the Super Chat to make my points. Why may – oh, crud, nothing. I can't read it. Why – uh, why make my own graphics? Yeah, we'll get you. We'll get you your own. We'll get you your <laughs> own Grimm, segment, Mr. Sponsored Grimm. by Mr. Grimm. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, here's what's going to happen, guys. I'm going to tell the fun folks a little bit about the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Then we're going to head into the second quarter of our postgame show here on The Perch. And then we're going to take these shots. All right. All right. So, uh, DraftKings Sportsbook app has a deal going on. I mentioned it earlier in the show. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Use the code PHNX. Bet a dollar on any team to score in a game. You're going to win $100 in free bets. It is that simple. DraftKings Sportsbook customers can also get skin in the game with new same-game parlays. Combine multiple bets from the same game for a bigger payout. The more legs you add, the more money you can win. And best of all, DraftKings is safe, secure, reliable, and you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. All right, we are now in the second quarter of our post-game show. Feels like we should be a little farther uh, along in the show, but hey, second quarter, here we are. And what better way to start off the second quarter than with a shot? I don't know who who, who handed these to you. Uh, I don't know. A stranger from the a audience. Stranger, yeah. A stranger. On behalf of Jacob. Leah, where do these shots come from? They came from oh, the bar. Okay. okay. Listen, listen. I don't drink without right. knowing where it came All right. from. That's a good. All point. right. Cheers to, uh, to cheers. What are we cheersing to? Um, next, next week. Next week. Cheers to, to Jane, moving on. Cheers Jane's to moving Connor, on. Cheers yeah. to moving on. Cheers, cheers to having short memories. Yes. A gummy bear shot. Sure. It's either green tea or gummy bear shot. It's very fruity. It was good. Very fruity. Lots of sugar. Yeah. I'll take it. Okay. Uh, now we head into our crystal ball segment, which is the second quarter. I need a sip of water. That's really fruity. Not yeah. a lot of sugar. <laughs> very syrupy. All right. Our crystal ball segment. Uh, what does this mean for the future? Well, I'll take a crack at it. I think it means for the future that people will continue to question the Arizona Diamondbacks, and rightfully so. After no, t- this is not the Diamondbacks show. I'm sorry. Excuse me. The Arizona Cardinals. <laughs> hey, I, I do Diamondbacks, so it's They're programmed in my head. Bad, it's programmed in my head. I apologize. Uh, the Arizona Cardinals, obviously. Uh, yeah, I think that shot? I, I think the Arizona Cardinals obviously are uh, going to be. <laughs> They're, they're, they're not going to get the credit they deserve. And like I said, rightfully so after tonight's loss, I think that they are going to, uh, you know, still have to prove themselves. And I think they're still going to be in the mix for the playoffs. So none of that matters. It's still just kind of like uh, the, the national conversation on this team, right? I mean, they're not going to once again get the respect that we've wanted to see them get because they lost another big game, not only at home, but another national game. Look, it, going forward, it requires this team to <clears throat> revamp, revisit, and refocus. I mean, they're going to have to revamp their game plans and their mentality and what they're doing during the week. Why are you losing at home? You won't get that. You won't You won't understand that conversation again until we play the Colts. That's unfortunate. But right. guess what? It'll give you a chance to revamp that. Revamp your mindset on what you did this week and what happened on the big stage and how you lost to the Rams here. We also want to make sure that we don't have anything to do with some of this This losing streak at home right because Colts on Christmas Day we're going to be back out here and we want to make sure that they're going to get a win am I wrong 
Why did you look you know, like that? I had to think about like, what am I doing wrong during the he, week? He just had to. I, he had to. He had to think for a minute about how we could be affecting this. Were, yeah, were, were you guys? Wondering. Were we out here for the yeah, Carolina uh, Panthers game? Is the biggest question. No, we were no, not. Okay, no, we're all not. right. We were not. Nice. But we've got a Christmas Day matchup right here. We're going to do the yeah. same thing. We're yeah. going to be back out here. And again, if you guys are watching, you didn't get come out this time. Come out for Christmas. We have so much freaking fun here. That's right. Uh, well, they've got the Colts on Christmas Day, and at this point, we just need to make sure that we're not interrupting anything. It's it not us. <laughs> it's not us. It's not us. We're bringing more fans to the party. We're okay. getting okay. we're getting them lit. We're getting them excited. Okay. Getting them full. We're sending him to the stadium. Uh, I don't know. Ready you guys to go are, out and have a great time. Bird guys, game. You travel, guys are so confident about everything that. Everything perfect. We are. We have no effect on what's what's happening on the field because when we send our fans over there, and when the fans get over there, they're excited. They're all ready. They're ready to, to, to tear up the next team. They're drunk the is what they are. Yes. Frank is and what you're trying to get around. You. Frank's so. trying to say they're <laughs> drunk when they get to the stadium. But going forward for this team, I told you we need to revamp and we need to revisit. There's some things. Some things that we need to do just offensively and defensively, game planning wise. And then, you know, the, the next part, man, look, it's going to be easy. It's gonna, it, I don't know what it was, but I forgot that fast. That damn green tea. <laughs> <laughs> but let, let me tell you something. Look, this team is in a good, good spot where they can revive themselves, man, from this, from this loss. And they can understand that they're a good team. But it hurts. It really does hurt. This hurts <laughs> them. And I know what were you trying to think of? Were you trying to think of who they play next or when they no, play no, no. home next? No, it was the three R's I said. Revamp, revisit, and... Oh, shoot, I don't know. And see, bam, there we go. And so it's that last three R's. So whatever that was, look, let me tell you. Reintroduce yourself. <laughs> they will do what they need to do. They will wash this moment. And then going forward, this is a young moment. We're trying to figure out how to win. I said it before. We're trying to learn how to win four, four quarters of football. Yeah. And we've done exception, exe we've done well but we haven't finished. And a lot of teams, like you said, we're the bullseye. Yeah. We're 10 and two, we were, we were 10 and two, we're 10 and three now. And we're the bullseye of the NFC and we got still got Seattle to deal with. We still got Dallas who's trying to figure out what team they're gonna be. The Colts are not an easy team with John, Jonathan Taylor. And so right now, going forward, this team has to figure out what it takes to win in four quarters coaching-wise as well as the players. Well, listen, when it comes to pressure, you're kind of damned if you do, damned if you don't if you're the Cardinals. If you continue to win and the stakes become higher and the expectations become higher and you're continuing to raise that bar, sure. uh, the pressure's on to keep that going. Right. If you lose, now the pressure's on because you better not lose again. And so there, the, this entire season, the Cardinals have had a ton of pressure on them. So it's kind of hard to say, like, because I want to say, like, listen, you got to rebound. You can't lose two in a row. You got to beat the Lions. You, you're going to beat the Lions. My God, you're going to beat the Lions. <laughs> we're, we're beating the Lions. Uh, and then and then she come back and break the, break the streak at home yeah. against the Colts. Yeah. I mean, the let pressure's me, me, on at this point. Now you've racked up three straight losses at home. You got you got to handle business against Detroit and come back home and, and end that streak. It seems let me, like such a weird streak to have, too, right? Like, a home losing streak like this for a football team. It's who, embarrassing. Yeah, yeah, right. You know, I mean, and, and like Kirsten said, it's it's one of those things for the fans, right? Like, it's it's disappointing for the fans to have this be the one game they came out to, have the Carolina game be the one game they came out to, and see you know this team. What's weird is this was a seven point loss, yet it feels like it was a much bigger loss than just a seven point loss, doesn't Very it? True. Hey, Loto Capone said you need to have a zero and one mentality. I'm with you on, on paper, but all week they will get questioned why you're not winning at home. Wait, was he joking? No, I mean, he's just no, saying. Oh, in one mentality. Flip like, it. You want a one? Well, no, you, you still just went out. You just had one loss. Just move on. That's the next game. Next game. No, next I think game. he flipped it on accident. Or is he joking? He's being a smartass because they always talk about having a one and zero mentality. Like you're going one and zero every week. I'm gonna say he is with that, that little. You don't want yeah, that mentality. Oh, one mentality now. I don't look LTC. That's what you're talking about. I, I, come on, LTC. <laughs> Frank's like, you're I agree with you. With Wait us. a second. What you, did I... He's a rider with us. I don't think he's. He's jumping shit like that with that kind of comment. Lotom Capone will allow you to explain yourself. Was that a little no. mistake? Or are you trying to pull one on us? Like, what's going on, man? Hey, let me play JV right now. Look, the Cardinals totally shit the bed tonight. This is what JV would say. The Cardinals totally shit the bed tonight. Yep. But I don't see any concern about playing the Lions. The Lions is one and one ten and one. Look, let me tell you something. The coaches there. The coach is getting fired. We already know that. Dan Quinn's out of there. Jared Goff hasn't turned out the way they want to turn out, so we have no concerns about that. 
The defense is probably number 29th in the league, without a doubt, so we're not concerned about that at all. The Cardinals will revamp. This is JV, how he talks. Uh-huh. The Cardinals will revamp, <laughs> without a doubt. I'm, I'm pretty sure Cliff will overcome this moment and get back more, on the train. These more guys importantly, are sure. is it a away game? Uh, it's, <laughs> it's an away it's, game, It's an right? away game, so I know for a fact we're, the Cardinals are 7-0 on the road. We, we stink at home, but on the road we're fabulous, and so I, don't, I have no doubt that whatever we've been doing, we will consistently perform on the road better. Look, there's a guy with a Stafford jersey on who feels like he just won, but he's a loser. It's a he Lions. Has a Lions. It's a Lions Stafford jersey. Out a yeah, but he has yeah. a Lions jersey yeah, on. He was a, a loser in the Lions, and now he's going to try to ride this wave. Yep. Screw you, dude. Hey, Somebody he got that out of the back. No, don't, don't, don't. <laughs> Let's get back to the point. Look, and back to JV's point, and the Cardinals will get ready for the Cardinals will get ready to look to face a good Indianapolis coach team with Jonathan Taylor. But guess what? We'll still come away to win and get ready for the Dallas Cowboys, who will probably be uh, a foe in the NFC to determine what, where we get seated at. But at the end of the day, the Cardinals will wash this loss away and get ready and be the team that we're supposed to be. There you go. All right, let's head into our third quarter. Frank, you mentioned that the Cardinals need to get J.J. Watt back. So my cheers to you is to J.J. Watt because 12 News cameras, Cameron ca- caught this uh, this pregame warm-up. J.J. Watt off to the side doing his thing. The one to tweet this one out. So, uh, this is video once again from 12 News. So, look at just take a look at it. Just sit there for a second and watch how focused he is pregame for this get. I mean, he, he, oh my God. Oh, wow, wow. Get him out wow, there. Wow, Shoot him up. Wow, 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 wow. Take this, take this, take this, take this. Take that, take this. Oh my God. Oh, take that, take that. Your face. That looks Ooh. like a man yeah. that is on a mission to get back on the field and help his team. So he was doing, he went through his entire uh, pregame, well, he several things, including he, he he went over to the fans that was kind of playing catch with the crowd. And I mean, dang it, I love J.J. Watt, and I can't wait yeah. to see him back on the field, and I wholeheartedly believe that we will see him. And the Cardinals need him. Look, that doesn't look like a man, like Jacob said, that does not look like a man with a torn shoulder. He looks like he's fully healthy. Thank God that he didn't. He didn't end the season by going on IR. That was a great decision. We talked about it that. He understands that this team has all the ability to get to the next phase. He wants to take us to the next level. That's into the playoffs, as well as winning a Lombardi Trophy here. Michael Bidwell brought him with one intent to be a leader on this team, and that's what leaders do. And he's showing this guys he's getting ready for the next for the fourth quarter or fourth quarter of the season. Yep, absolutely. And I, I think the biggest thing about it is, like you said, it's the leadership aspect of it, right? It's uh, at this point of the season. A lot of guys have ailments. A lot of guys are hurting in some way, shape, or form, right? To see somebody that tore everything in his shoulder completely to shit and to the point where he absolutely should not be out there even doing what we just saw him doing right now just goes to show, like, even if he doesn't get back out there, it still has to motivate the guys on the team. It still has to inspire them to to give everything they can as, as we get down this home stretch and get into the playoffs. J.J. Watt as well. Well, Elon Musk saying J.J. Watt just training to go to the Super Bowl. Listen, I mean, I think that he is well aware of what's at stake here. He has uh, this team has the potential to make it to the Super Bowl, and he would certainly be the X factor that could help him get there. I mentioned, uh, you know, what the the Rams have and Aaron Donald and Von Miller and you know, you know, a lot of times, you know, you, you've got to double team one of them, which frees the other guy up. And I mentioned that they, they, the Cardinals once had that with J.J. Watt and Chandler Jones. And so, uh, you know, when it comes to the run defense, something that we've talked about all season long, when it when it comes to uh, rushing the passer, uh, the pass rush was uh, nearly non-existent. Uh, would have loved to see them do a better job at that tonight. Uh, you know, he would be able to help out with that, help out with um, – you know, freeing up, you know, other guys and uh, also with that run defense. So I think J.J. Watt brings this X factor that could help propel them to, you know, a run in the postseason. And I think that's one of the reasons, you know, he's a competitor, but I think he also realizes that, you know, he has a role and, and he could sincerely help this team potentially win a Super Bowl. Leaders lead by their words and actions. And when your actions don't match your words or your actions cannot, you cannot act and but you're speaking words, it has 50% value. Right. But once he once if you can look at JJ getting ready for the football game and knowing that you got you got your dog coming back, it does something special to you. And I'm pretty sure as a leader on this football team, 
when he gets back verbally and physically, it's going to change the mentality of this team. It's still a young team. I mean, it's a young team put together that is just talented as all-out get-up. They're just a real talented team. And we have to figure out how to win in these last seconds mentally where you know you can go out and just dominate a team, but you're doing it physically, but you're doing it on the back. You're just doing it so well that they don't mentally understand that. Tonight we saw that with the Rams. We had no answers for what they was doing. Cooper Cup, 13 touchdowns. Your boy, Matthew Stafford, no INTs, three touchdowns. Sonny Michelle, look, the, the guy went out and ran the ball down our throat consistently. They had ball control offense, and they did what they were supposed to do. McVay out coached us tonight, and that's what happens. But when you are putting yourself in position, this was a Super Bowl, a Super Bowl attempting Los Angeles Ram team that, you know, Sean McVay had coached, and only added real pieces is a couple, you got a couple more added pieces, but and this is the team that's supposed to be what the Cardinals record is supposed to be. The Rams are supposed right. to be 10 and 2, right. and the Cardinals are supposed to be Correct. probably not not 8 and 4, but we probably worse than that. 7 and 6, that's what the, the naysayers had us at. Yeah. But we flipped it. We're better athletically. We got better in a lot of areas, and guys grew. Kyler got better. The coaching got better. Tonight we just got out coached. And look, this team will rebound and revamp. And I think looking at JJ, look, that's going to be something that's pretty special to add. This team has a chance to get to the Super Bowl. They just got to learn how to win and win consistently, especially at home. And home right now is it's their nemesis and they'll figure it out. All right. Well, if you guys are tuning in on YouTube, please hit that subscribe button. If you're tuning in on our podcast, hit that subscribe button wherever you get your podcasts. And follow us on social media at PHNX underscore Cardinals. We would certainly appreciate that. And it's now time to move into our fourth quarter, the final drive presented by Bird Gang Travel. And our final thoughts. I think we've we've kind of I still covered. Got plenty. A, what I was got plenty. I got you plenty. Got plenty. He's <laughs> got a ton. All right. Well, plenty. we've covered a lot, but but not everything. So, Frank, you want to give us our final thoughts here in this fourth quarter? Look, I, there were several bad players tonight. I thought Marcus Golden played his worst game I've seen him play in a agreed, long time. Agreed, agreed. And we have not even I talked think, about I that. I think Byron Murphy Jr. played his worst game as well. I don't think he lived up to what he was supposed to do. I don't think that at all. I agree with that. I think Chandler Jones Well, I don't pressure. think they put him in the best position well, to succeed so, and either. So I, I, I can agree with that. Marcus Robinson, the defensive back coach, was out today with COVID. So that might have their leader, their voice was not there to, to talk to these guys and give them the, the key points that they need. That might have happened as well. So that was there. I don't think... D. Hops played his best game, and Kyler Murray did not play his best game. And that just to me is my final thought is that these guys will get better. I think that the coaches will see what the mistakes they made not putting these guys in the best position. I think they will address those things. But these guys got to play better under the lights. And, again, the more opportunities you get, the question was, what does these losses build? I always say this. When you lose, you learn. The winners get the spoils. They get a chance to go home and feel like they did something great. Sure. Even if they stunk and they get a W, it feels yeah, great. Right. Everything that week feels better. You, you you just feel better about your life. The whole the whole locker room. <laughs> it's kind of like atmosphere. It's the game better. against the Vikings, it, right? That could have easily gone the other way, gone right? The way. But so, because it didn't, you go didn't. home feeling so, great about yourself. This week with the loss, they will learn everything they did wrong because the coaches will be strong on them. They will come in and point out all things they did wrong, and they will show why this stuff happened. The players will take ownership of that, and they will get better. Going forward, moving forward, this team is one of the best teams athletically and just coaches. They got great coaches, athletically, athletic-wise, and they got great coaches. So I, I don't see this team holding their heads. But I, I, I swear, the thorn in the side right now is trying to figure out why the hell we keep losing at home. Yeah, no kidding. No kidding. Just to build on your thought, I would like to say that, you know, the one thing about this game was that the Rams needed to play a near-perfect game. Yes, they were missing pieces. Yes, they were missing players. I, I, I don't want to imagine this game with Jalen Ramsey healthy and a part of, of this Rams team, right? But at the same time, they still needed to essentially play a perfect game in order to beat the Cardinals by seven points. So with all the mistakes, the two interceptions, which could have essentially been three that Kyler Murray made, and everything else defensively, the way that they couldn't stop Matthew Stafford, I feel pretty good about this loss considering it was just a one-touchdown loss, right? I, I, I don't want to look for positives in losses like this, but at the same time, you have to take away from the fact that this game, like we said, even though it felt like it was a, it was a bigger 
loss, like the deficit was bigger. It was only a one touchdown loss. And really at the end of the game, the Cardinals were in a position to possibly tie it. So uh, I, I applaud their efforts. And, you know, Kyler Murray almost went for 400 yards, even in, in a loss. No consolation prizes. No, I, I'm with you because, again, essentially. I the know def- you're new to the, the show, Derek. But, but okay, no. well, here, let me let me beat <laughs> up on the secondary. He's on the Diamondbacks, though. So yeah, yeah, like, like, I mean, this is was, yeah, I don't fucking he's know. He's trying to find. He's I always have to find the positive. I have to accentuate the positive. But the, the, the peanuts was warm. I'll give you this though. The, the secondary man was, was on time. The secondary couldn't do anything to stop Stafford, and that's something that's weird and uh, disheartening to see. Like they didn't seem to have these kind of issues against the Rams the first time, but the Rams are a different team this time around. So that's something I think to keep in mind. Elon Musk says, "Give me that see? consolation prize." I'll give it to you. Thank you for your super chat, Elon. You get the consolation prize. I, uh, no, that's not a super chat. He just felt like it was because it matters his points. No, it's from earlier. It's a super <laughs> chat. He gets, he, gets, he gets it from earlier. <laughs> it's a super chat because I agree with you. So that was a super <laughs> comment in the chat. There you go. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, t- I- I'm walking out of this one. I think this is probably the most frustrating loss out of all three of the losses. Uh, when they fell to the Packers, I just feel like Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers are such a good team, and they could very well win the NFC. And so, and it was a it was a fluky thing that happened one time. It was their first loss, so I said, okay, it, you know what? It sucks. It hurt. Uh, it was frustrating. But it was a good game. At the end of the day, yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, it was a good game, and uh, you know, sometimes you're not gonna you're not gonna win them all. We didn't expect them to go undefeated, so that so that's how I kind of like got past that one and then it was the Panthers and it was like well you know you were kind of convincing me that Colt McCoy you know was his arm what didn't have the um uh what do you call it the I mean the arm strength or just it was it was tiring out sure it was tiring it it was tiring out because of the multitudes of reps he was getting from second team to first team it changes everything. So Dang it's it, I fatigue. wish I could think of the word that it was, I'm His arm was about, fatiguing. But, uh, endurance. Maybe that he didn't have the endurance with his arm, uh, with his arm to be able to continue to, to, to play more than one game as a starting quarterback and practice as a starting quarterback and get those reps and that uh, that whole thing. So I was like kind of convinced even though he came back and won the next one. But I, I was sort of convinced like, okay, well, it wasn't Kyler Murray and, uh, you know, they had Cam Newton back and it was this whole thing that energized the Panthers. And I kind of grabbed my head around it. I was like, it sucks, but it is what it is. I mean, this one, and it's not like the Rams are a crappy team, but this one, I just felt like there was so much pride uh, that they had on the line. Uh, and I just was frustrated. I just didn't feel like they performed to their standard. And, you know, the standard is the standard. They didn't perform to their standard really in any phase of the game. And sure. they had no business, you know, coming out like that at, again at State Farm Stadium. And so I'm as frustrated as I've been pretty much all season after this one. And I know the sky is not falling. But if I'm being honest here, this by far was the most frustrating loss to me. I accept it. I accept everything you just said with 100% accuracy because, in truth, I expected this team to be better the second half, and it was not. I thought that once you've seen the light of being un- under the lights and under a you know primetime moment like Thursday night with the Green Bay Packers, and they didn't come back out the second half that week, they didn't do good then. And then they w- w- waited to the last minute to try to win a ball game. And the same thing here. They came out again the second, the third quarter, beginning of the third quarter, and, and and shit the bed, and it wasn't pretty. And then, and then here we are, at the last minutes of the game, trying to pull a, pull out a miracle. Yeah, yeah, pull, and, pull out a miracle. At the end. And you know that unfortunately is. I agree with you, Chish, one hundred percent. That is, it's this is the this will be one of the toughest losses because they had so much at stake. Right. But I like I like where you primarily was at was that the fans will carry this loss far a lot longer than the players will until something like Dallas shows up that they can kind of rebound emotionally right. from that, from this loss. Well, not only that, but, I mean, fans really want to see home wins. That That's the bigger thing. But do we even want them to have home field advantage yes. at this point when we, they can't play I, well at I, home? I mean, 
Well, Jacob at this point is saying State Farm Stadium, burn it to the ground. Uh-huh. I don't know if we want to go that that's, far. That's but. a bit dramatic, <laughs> but I understand where he's coming from. Steve Kime, uh, Jacob adding Steve Kime, should have signed Frank Sanders for a one-day contract to cover Cooper Cup. <laughs> <laughs> he's not a DB. Frank yeah. not a DB. Yeah. Y'all cut him off. Take his phone away. Every, everybody's take, been having shots. Take his phone away. <laughs> Uh, Tim joining in saying, longtime fan, this loss hurts, but this team is good and will bounce back. I mean, I, I believe at this point that they will, and that's the right attitude to have after a game like this. Uh, Lotone Capone saying, if we still played at Sun Devil Stadium, we would be undefeated at home. Yes. So maybe not maybe not burn State Farm Stadium to the ground, maybe just like just move, move them over. over to State Farm sure. Stadium for a game. Look, move them over to the, the – like move the, them over to Sun Devil Stadium, sorry. Phoenix Rising Stadium, oh, I don't geez, know, no, something. No, wherever we if you ask me about Sun Devil Stadium, I don't have a whole bunch of Ws over there, so I don't know what I want to talk about. <laughs> metal – Frank doesn't want to talk about the metal bleachers in front Sun Devil Stadium. I don't Stadium. have a whole bunch of Ws over there, no. so I'm just going to walk on past that conversation. Yep. All right, well, we've got the one-win Lions coming up next week, and so that should be a thing to look forward to, just kind of flush this win get a win or plus just lost get a win against the lions and then hey you get another opportunity against the colts back here at state farm stadium in glendale and we will be back here out at the lola for another uh, block party again we're gonna do we're gonna do we're gonna we're gonna run it back for the third time we're gonna have you know our live G- dj all you can eat all you can drink uh, we're doing giveaways we were giving out shirts mm-hmm. uh, doing raffle prizes uh, what bird, am I missing, guys? Bird, bird Gang Travel gives out great prizes. They give out yeah. helmets. And Frank's all kind of autographing items. stuff. Autograph signings, man, that takes place out here. We get a chance to hang out with you guys. But look, right. the food is fabulous. And when they say open bar, it's not like well. There's no well that you'll ever, you won't, you won't get a well drink. It's all Kettle One. It's all Ciroc. It's all Tito's. It's all Hennessy, Crown & Coke. It's all Jack. That's right. yeah. It's none of that BS that, you know, if you say you, you bought your ticket, you felt like you, you know, came here and got cheated. The buffet line is absolutely fabulous. <laughs> I mean, well, you know, it's he's I'm right. Wrong? No, he's you're, right. You're they wrong. Leave, they leave the guacamole completely unattended. I mean, I've talked about this lots of times. Fabulous. The food is the food is tasty. That's right. They got you know all did? kind of plates. I, I cheated a little bit. So they have a nacho bar that's mm-hmm. kind of separate from another section where they've got different food, and they had pulled pork sliders that you could create. Well, I. I took the pulled pork and made pulled pork nachos Whoop. out of it. And they were, hey, yeah, hey, yes. Right yes. up there. Right up there. <laughs> what? I didn't know. Respect. <laughs> Respect. That's all I got going so on. Need, needless to say, we had a good time, and we can't wait for Christmas. We're running it back once again, and hopefully the Cardinals will have a better turnout. Once again, if you have not subscribed to our YouTube channel, wherever you get your podcast, we'd appreciate it so much if you do so. And follow us on social media, at PHNX, Card, uh, at PHNX underscore Cardinals. Make sure you don't miss a thing that we do. Go have a drink. Put yourself to bed. Wake up tomorrow morning. Tomorrow will be a new day. We'll see you later.